The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the wind of it is first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. God. Deep to right field. Way up there. High, oh, high. And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Here's the payoff pitch. Now Hosey and Anderson square off. Happy Monday. Good morning. Welcome into Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast. We are presented by BetMGM. We've got a 12-game slate on this Monday. I'm your host, Brendan Glasheen, joined by two of our very best that cover baseball at Action, Sean Zarillo, author of Opening Pitch. Column is up right now on the Action app, actionnetwork.com. And BJ Cunningham, who has been wearing several hats this time of year. Wonder goal. Now he's shifting back to the diamond from the pitch to talk some baseball. Uh, we are live this week, Monday, Tuesday, and Friday, like most weeks. So please rate, review, and subscribe if you haven't done so already. It's August 7th, so we continue to move our way through the stretch run. Fellas, uh, let's dive right in. We've got a lot to get to. You're both in alignment on a best bet. This happens often, I feel like, when you two are together. Zarillo, you can go first. Who are you targeting today for a best bet on this slate? Yeah, BJ and I have different data models in terms of how we project these games out, but I know we do use some similar data points, and I'm sure that we both see the underlying stuff plus metrics for Yuri Perez being so electric through a brief major league sample. 11 starts, the Marlins shut him down because he had surpassed his career high in innings pitch, but he's coming back here. And as I said, he had been electric in his 11 starts so far. 3.5 3.5 expected ERA, 110 stuff plus rating, the pitching plus rating a bit lower just because his command had been below average his first month or so in the big leagues. But in June, all but one start was a quality outing, six plus innings. Almost, I, I believe, uh, in those five quality starts that he had, five of six quality starts, didn't allow a run in for them. And you saw his command rating, his location plus rating actually come up above league average in those outings and you compare in Brandon Williamson strikeout minus walk rate is more than double what Williamson has Williamson, a 5.75 expected ERA 
has shown some interesting underlying pitch modeling metrics, has a plus slider, had awful numbers in the high minors, but it seemed like the Reds thought he could finish his development at the major league level. And I think they were right in that assessment because even though he hasn't been great, he's been a functional back end of the rotation arm who's at least given the major league caliber innings and, you know, provided some depth and some quality just in terms of eating up innings that you have to over the course of a season and was better when then whatever they were going to find on the free agent scrap heap. So there is a pretty big, pretty substantial difference in these two starting pitchers on top of the fact that the Marlins are much better against lefties than they're against righties. They've ranked third this season against left-handed pitching about 20% better than league average. They're 22nd against righties about 9% below average. And they also added Jake Berger at the trade deadline, Jake Berger, career 154 WRC plus against lefties. So this lineup, which already smashed against left-handed pitching, added one of the best southpaw smashers in the league into the middle of their lineup with Berger. So I like the Marlins here. Uh, the full game line came out of range. I like that up to minus 125. That's where it's sitting currently. I bet it at minus 115. There was more room on the first five line. I like that up to minus 153. Projected the Marlins in the first half closer to minus 165 so make the marlins pretty substantial road favorites here but a big starting pitching difference between perez and williamson and minus 165 is the current first five line now over at that mgm massive series as it pertains to the nl wild card yeah uh, between these two teams getting underway this week marlins are a half game back of the reds and the cubs for the third and final nl wild card spot bj what does your model tell you and why does it spit out take the marlins yeah i mean i have the marlins for the full game at minus 153 and for the first five innings at minus 182 so like sean there's some significant value here on the marlins and you know sean pretty much hit the nail on the head i'll just you know add on that you know miami out they are obviously very good against lefties they can platoon up to eight righties in their yeah. lineup which is why they are so good against them and Luisa Reyes has a 350 weight on base average even though it's a lefty against lefties so like they have a, just an absolute stacked lineup that can take out lefties. Perez, you know, he, you know, I was looking at his number when he was pitching in the minors, the two double A starts didn't go that really that great, but he did have quite a bit of strikeouts. And again, like Sean mentioned, he was electric in his 11 starts in the big leagues has a really dominant fastball can average up to 98 miles per hour on that stuff. Plus rating of 127. and the Marlins, you know, I like them on the full game for the first five for the full game purposes, they have significant advantages in the bullpen, better pitching plus, better XFIP, better walk to you strike out to walk rate than the Reds. So I'm with Sean. I think there's some significant value to, to tonight on the Marlins. Yeah, they've really struggled since the All-Star break too. I mean, I guess both teams have the Reds have kind of floundered as well. Um, I think kind of like just thinking about it anecdotally, I would assume the Reds are the better team because they kind of like have more electric players. But on paper, as BJ said, the Red, the Marlins bullpen actually projects really well. That's something that's caught my eye all season, BJ. I'm not sure if that's something you noticed too, like how well the Marlins bullpen has projected since mm-hmm. the start of the season. I've had them around a like a 3.75 type projected ERA, which would be a top five, top eight bullpen. So throughout the year, I've just it's kind of caught my attention. Like, wow, the Marlins bullpen projects really well for me. Yeah, I definitely have them projected inside the top 10. And I, I, I got to mention, of course, there's a guy in the Marlins bullpen, A.J. Puck from my hometown of Cedar Rapids, Iowa, who was the closer earlier this season until he made a couple trades. But um, yeah, no, the Marlins bullpen is is electric and they're in this wild card race right now in the National League, which is very, very exciting. 
All right, Marlins full game and Marlins on the first five uh, is where we're looking. Zerillo mentioned that the, the full game line has come out of range, but still sees a bit of value in the first five line for tonight. Moving on, let's find out if we're going to fade the public today. The Chicago Cubs, they just beat up on the Reds. They are rolling. The Cubs are playing good baseball right now. Uh, they beat up on the on the Braves, too. So their run started with that series against the Reds. They lost the first game of the series. They won the next three, and they took two out of three from Atlanta. Cubs playing well. They sit in the playoffs as of right now. They are the third wild card tied with the Cincinnati Reds. Cubs are visiting the New York Mets tonight at City Field. Drew Smiley on the mound against Kodai Senga. And looking at BetMGM, Cubs on the money line at minus 105, Mets minus 115. Zerillo, the money piling in on Chicago, 76% of the bets, 99% of the dollars on the Cubs. People are catching on about fading the Mets. It's a little more obvious now with the headlines that they've sold off pieces. Is the line of minus 105 enough for you? Is there still value to take the Cubs or are you shying away here? The public likes you. That's the only reason that this might fly. How are we going to handle the public? I think at current prices, you have to pass. I bet the Cubs overnight, and this is, I guess, our advertisement for why you should follow me in the Action Network app. I bet the Cubs at about plus 115 for the first five innings, plus or plus 125 for the first five innings, plus 115 for the full game. Those lines have each dropped to about plus 102 for the full game and plus 112 for the first five innings. And I set my price targets at about plus 115 and plus 120, respectively. I also got a text from Anthony DeBono last night. Out of context, Cubs are about to be the most public dog in the history of dogs tomorrow. And Anthony was right in his assessment, but also I think the fact that the money line has actually moved in with all of that public action on them is a decent sign that the line was probably a bit overinflated. And just to begin with, but on top of the fact that the Mets seem checked out as the Cubs are surging, the Mets just look totally checked out offensively, barely scored in their series in Kansas City and Baltimore. Uh, the offense is not putting it together. On top of the fact that they're also playing these not triple-A caliber lineups, but spring training caliber lineups, to be sure, with Rafael Ortega in center field, Mark Vientos with his 600 OPS, getting in there and making mistakes at third base. So, yeah, the Mets uh, obviously trending in the wrong direction. I think the prices were right last night, but at current levels, I don't think you can justify a bet. You'd need that first five line. Come up about five cents. That's the closest one to being in range. But compared to where I projected them, uh, I don't see any value at this point. There is value overnight. Okay. Sanga's actually pitched better at home. He's got a two four zero ERA in New York away ERA of 4.14. Um, BJ, you got a read on this game? Is it uh, is the price at a point now where the Mets have a bit of value or is it a stay away spot? Yeah, I projected the Mets at minus 117 uh, right. for this game. So it's pretty much right in range with where the market has. You know, Seng, I do grade out Senga as a better pitcher uh, than Smiley at this point. But like Sean said, it's it's very hard to get behind the Mets, even if they get down to somewhere around even money uh, before this before the, the first pitch. I don't think I can really stomach a bet on them. Because uh, like Sean said, it looks like they've kind of checked out, even though they are still mathematically very much alive in the wild card race. Are they, they're mathematically very much alive or they're, they're just mathematically alive. They're seven and a half back. That, that, that's yeah. alive at this point. Okay. Well, you said very much. I'm just clarifying. Yeah, it's very, it's honestly, it's it very, very much. much. Alive. It's one hot shot. I mean, right. at this All point right. with a month, 
seven weeks to go, eight weeks to go. It's who gets hot. It, what yeah. team gets hot? You know, we've seen the the Angels drop six straight. We've seen the Mariners surge past them. It's it's what team gets hot down the stretch here. It's kind of random to predict, right? We we talk all <laughs> the time. You're just basically rolling a dice and hoping to hit seven over and over again. Um, <laughs> you know, it's at some point you're multiplying, right? If you have a 60% chance to win today and a 60% chance to win tomorrow, 36% chance you're going to win those two games back to back or uh it's it gets to a point where uh you just really kind of get got to get lucky down the stretch and yeah. with all of these teams hovering in these nl wildcard races and al wildcard races it looks like about five to six teams for about two spots in each league who gets hot like the pass line and craps you know first roll we'll take the yep. sevens um yep. i'm looking forward to the underdog segment i would bet they don't pass on the bets right now though oh okay <laughs> that's good even though they're very much alive mathematically very much alive baseball betting season is here so get in on the action with the king of sports books sign up with betmgm using bonus code action and get up to one thousand dollars paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 or older to wager. 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from insuance excludes michigan disassociated persons please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800 next step in arizona 1-800-522-4700 in colorado dc kansas louisiana nevada wyoming or virginia 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in michigan 1-800 gambler in indiana maryland new jersey or west virginia 1-800 bets off in iowa 1-800-981-0023 in puerto rico call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in new york call or text tennessee red line at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. BJ, Hi. Red Sox. They're home still. What a horrible weekend for the Boston Red Sox. Yeah. Wow. They've lost four in a row. Speaking of teams, so the Angels have crumbled as of late. Now they added at the deadline. High and Bloom, I guess, was right. This team was not worth investing in. They've lost four in a row. But reinforcements are on the way. I told you this was going to be the narrative two months ago, mm -hmm. that they weren't going to add anybody. And this is what we were going to hear. Well, yeah. Chris Sale looked good in uh, for the Worcester Red Sox, the Woo Sox. They got Garrett Whitlock coming back. Oh, but Trevor Story wants to stay an extra week down in the minors. Hmm. Red Sox are home against the Royals. So now they can get right. Royals, Tigers at Nationals are their next three series. But let's focus on tonight. Red Sox are minus 200 at BetMGM. Hmm. Royals plus 165. Kansas City hasn't been good all year. But you're actually going to be fair and you're going to take Kansas City because this Red Sox team has tossed openers in consecutive games. Pablo Reyes was on the mound yesterday. That mm -hmm. was embarrassing. Yeah. 
I, I feel like I'm telling you why you should take Kansas City already. I don't even need to hear from you guys. They, their bullpen is tired. They're relying on Nick Pavetta to go eight innings every time he comes out of the pen for the second inning. That didn't happen on Saturday. But, but in all seriousness, why do you like the Royals tonight against Brian Bayo on the mound for Boston? Where's my dog? Uh-huh. There's my dog. Where's my dog? Yeah, I mean, listen, in terms of teams that are hot, Kansas City Royals, I mean, they won six straight over a period. Of, no, obviously they lost. They dropped two against the Phillies to finish out that series. But yep. Cole Reagans will be on the mound for them tonight. He's pitched well this season. You know, he's had two starts, pitched mainly out of the bullpen. But if you look at his numbers, you know, his two starts comparatively to what he's done in the bullpen, they're pretty much similar, which is a three-and-a-half expected ERA pitcher. And, you know, Reagans has two very good off-speed pitches, his slider and his curveball. Both have a stuff plus rating over 100, both allowing an expected weight on base average under 240. The Red Sox are hovering around slightly above average against left-handed pitching. Um, and listen, I love Brian Bayo. He's awesome. But when you dig deeper into his metrics, you start to question if he should be really this big of a favorite tonight. I mean, he's got a 4.1 expected ERA, 4x FIP which is, you know, around the league average. Everything with him is designed to get ground balls. His main two pitches are a, are a sinker and a changeup. He does have around a 57% ground ball rate, and that's great. But when you dig into his expected weighted on base average allowed and his expected slugging allowed, barrel rate allowed, they're all just around league average. And while he's burst onto the scene, I think the expectations for him coming into the season were kind of low because he was supposed to be a back-end rotation guy for the Red Sox, and he's kind of popped and – you know, now he's become, you know, with obviously all those injuries you just mentioned, become kind of the main guy for them. Yep. But the again, all the underlying metrics are just like, he's just kind of an average major league starting pitcher. And, and listen, the Royals, I mean, they haven't quit yet this season. I mean, over the last 30 days, they're 11th in major league baseball and weighted on base average. Even if you go over the last two weeks, they have significantly better offensive metrics than the Red Sox. So I only projected the Red Sox at minus 145 here. Um, so I do like the Royals at plus 175. Um, but my price cutoff target is 166 uh Perfect. in terms of where I'd cut that off. So, but yeah, I think there's some decent value on the Royals tonight. And it's just Bale's a little overvalued. You are you panicking about this team yet? Five out? A little bit. <laughs> Good. You're honest. They stink. That was horrible. No, they, they don't stink. Weekend. I just, you know, that was. Yes, was, they I do. Just, it was yes, not a they great. Do. Did I'll you watch say... Reese McGuire on the base paths on Saturday? What an embarrassment. That was embarrassing. I know Zerillo had the Red Sox on the money line. First. Now, thank you, Rafael Devers, the three run homer to tie the game. Yeah. Barrio stinks. I, I, I took the Red Sox first five and full game. Embarrassing base running. And they've been I doing was actually this all a year. movie. I saw talk to me, which was great. But I came home and watched the Reese McGuire highlight and that was that was scarier than anything i saw in the in the horror movie over an hour and a half so yeah terrible uh terrible job base running you know uh yeah, guys ahead, getting so. out on the bases like nincompoops is probably my biggest pet peeve watching baseball games especially getting thrown out at third with two out um so yeah it's you know what you know maybe feel better though brendan What's that? Watching uh, Giancarlo Stanton just go for a nice morning stroll as he was rounding third base and getting out <laughs> a mile at home. That was, I know he's probably hurt and he can't run anymore, but that was beautiful to see. That one is served into right field. It is a base hit. Fielded by Dubon. Here comes Stanton. Here's the throw. Here's the play. And he is out. 
Stanton just cannot turn on the burners when he's running, and he was out by plenty. It was a lollipop high throw, but they still got him. So you still just take pleasure as a Red Sox fan if the Yankees do something embarrassing. That makes yeah. you feel better and sleep deflect, better. Deflect, 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 Brendan. That's what you always have to do. Well, that's fucking embarrassing, in my opinion. <laughs> Sorry, I can't help. I'm so over this team. And I, I, do, I do some talk radio on there's the side. Time. I had to talk There's about time. them yesterday. We got oh. time. We just need so, to get things steered in the right direction. Well, if the Mets seven and a half back are still mathematically very much alive, then I guess Red Sox being five out in the AL wild card, they are very much mathematically alive. Zarello, do you have anything to add on why Kansas City is a good look tonight? Yeah. Uh, so the Royals, BJ mentioned, hot at the plate. Consensus uh, underdog, folks. They're both on the Royals for their favorite underdog. I think tonight. we've have we hit two in a row on the consensus underdogs? Uh, we we might have. And the Royals were definitely part of one of those. Yeah. Um, so Cole Reagan's, you know, a guy I think you should keep an eye on, not only for this start, but also the rest of the way. He was the main return for the Aroldis Trapman trade for the Royals, was working out of that Texas bullpen, getting his fastball from the left side into the upper 90s. And what's interesting, his first start against the Rays, he averaged 97.7 miles an hour on his fastball. The two top left-handed velocity leaders this year are Shane McClanahan and Hazel Cesardo, both sitting at 96.8 miles an hour. So he was a full tick above those two in that first start. Dialed it back in his last start against the Mets. Seemed intentional, though, because when he needed 97-98, it was still there. He was getting guys out with his secondary stuff, the changeup, the breaking ball. So I think Reagan's projects really well, but I also think there's some upside in his arm, too. If he's going to be able to pump it up to 97-98 when he wants it, maybe even going into next year as he stretches out, as he becomes a full-time starter, because he started in the minor leagues, he's just working his way back from a relief role this year. It's very possible if he picks up that velocity even more, we're looking at a serious starting pitcher, you know, a Tark Scooble level left-handed starter. So I'm high on Reagan's. I think he has a lot of upside. The Royals, as I said, also have been hot at the plate, but I like the under in this game too. Uh, wind blowing, not wind blowing in at Fenway, but decent under weather at Fenway, certainly not over weather at Fenway tonight. So I like the Royals here in both halves. You can bet them down to about plus 138 for the first five innings. A bit higher for the full game, plus 159, just because I see a bullpen advantage for Boston. But I also like the under in this matchup. You can bet the under down to 10 at minus 108. Projected this number closer to nine and a half with some pitcher-friendly weather. You think the Red Sox have a bullpen advantage? Over Kansas City, yeah. Royals Oh, just team to team. Okay. A's bullpen... Probably both project closer to five. Red Sox probably closer to like four and a half on an ERA. Okay. Uh, you know, we talked about the Marlins before. Marlins are like sub four. So there's there's differences between bullpens, right? But it's never more than like a run and a quarter, run and a half. Starting pitchers can get as much as two, two and a half runs. Okay. I would imagine too that they're asking Brian Bayo, who had an extra off. He, he couldn't, you know, he couldn't be asked to pitch against the Blue Jays, biggest series of the year. So he got an off day Thursday. Um, I know that's a lot to ask of the young man, BJ. I know we've, we've they've put a lot on mm-hmm. him this year, but uh, yeah, that extra day, yeah. eh, hopefully it comes, it, it delivers today for for Brian Bayo and the Red Sox. Just and if you follow my stuff this year, I'm not sure about BJ too, but you could probably assume I will not be on the Royals tomorrow. Cutter Crawford has been a guy back the entire year, so mm-hmm. I'm going to be annoyed if I have to bet against him tomorrow. I'm looking forward to tomorrow already. Final bets for today. Uh, again, it's a 12-game slate, so not you know, it's a little better than the 10-gamer. You get a little more to work with. But Zarello, some final bets, and then we'll go to BJ, and we can 
get out of here and go bet the Royals. And I have a one more for the road. Yeah, uh, as Mike and Al put in our Action Network Slack, this is a vintage Zerillo slate. I, I, you know, I'm into this one, man. Uh, bunch of plus 200 underdogs, plus 175 in there. I, I love having three plus 200 underdogs on my card because you just need to go one and two to break even. And I think we have a good shot at going two and one or better. So the Washington Nationals in both halves, down to about plus 175 for the full game, plus 165 for the first five innings, and also the over nine and a half in that matchup. The Nationals smash left-handed pitching much better against lefties than they are against righties. They've seen Ranger Suarez multiple times. This seems like a decent matchup for them. Um, the Colorado Rockies, plus 200. Down to about plus 195, not a ton of analysis on that matchup. They're just also part of the trio of plus 200 dogs that I like, along with the Oakland Athletics. But I'm considering whether to bet in the first half as well. The reason I'm undecided, the Rangers smash left-handed pitching. And with Ken Waldachuk going for the A's, I'm not sure if I necessarily want to double down first five in full game on the worst team in baseball, even though they've been good to us the past couple of days. Uh, and then lastly, the Yankees and White Sox over seven and a half. Dylan Cease was a guy we were betting on in June. We saw that strikeout rate come back up over 35%, which is where he was in his prime the past couple of years. It's dipped now back in July, back down to 25.5%. So about a 10% decrease again for Cease in terms of his strikeout rate. That's where he was sitting earlier in the season. He avoided it in June, got it back up into 30 mid-30s. Now it's back down into the mid-20s in July and his first start in early August, where he got roughed up after the trade deadline. Maybe his head wasn't fully in it, thinking he might get dealt. But Dylan Cease this year, I think the expected models would call for a sub-4 ERA. His expected indicators, his pitch modeling metrics, all of those are trending closer to 4.5. So I'm down on Cease. Garrett Cole has also gotten extremely lucky this season, strand rate over 80%, batting average on balls in play about 25 points below his career numbers. So he's due for some slight aggression too, but it's mostly cease his numbers trending in the wrong direction. And the reason also why I'm not at the White Sox here. So a bit of a disagreement between me and BJ on that front. Yeah. Nationals against lefties, OPS of seven, seven, three yeah. this year. Been very good. And they don't strike out as often. I mean, I realize they have more at bats against righties. I understand that, but uh, they're putting the ball in play, which is uh, good to hear. And it's a division matchup. So I, I hear you on that one. Okay. BJ, what do you got? Uh, I think you got one more for us. Yeah, just uh, the White Sox plus 140 is the best price you can find out there right now. You know, okay. like Sean said, Cease has gone down a little bit. He had to got roughed up in that start against the Rangers, but this is more of a bet against Garrett Cole, who's expected the RA as a full run higher than his actual area, like Sean mentioned, 80% strand right there. Um, and all, you know, I'm deciding whether, you know, I, I project uh, some value on all those underdogs that Sean mentioned, but I lack guts right now. So we'll see if I find the guts later today. So follow me in the action or cap to see if I actually bet those. Okay. Very good. I think Guts. it's worth mentioning too with Cole, uh, you know, considering the fact that he's, I believe the Cy Young favorite at this point. And mm -hmm. as BJ said, the expected ERA, the actual ERA about a run apart underlying indicators suggest he might get hit a little bit harder down the stretch. So if you're considering going in the AL Cy Young market, I certainly wouldn't bet on Cole, but Maybe take a shot against them. Kevin Gaussman still going to lead the American League in wins of our replacement, leading the American League in strikeouts. I think he's the guy I'd target. But yeah, maybe this is, you know, the timing where you take a shot against Cole. Maybe not even this start. Maybe wait until his next start. A bit more difficult of a matchup. But yeah, I'd, I'd bet against Cole for AL Cy Young right now. 
What about Framber Valdez? Because it goes Cole, Valdez, and then Gossman based on the odds. I'd still go Gossman on the odds. Um, You know, Framber, the the no hitter. I don't know how much that factors into voters' minds. Like if they're weighing two guys who had equal stats and one of them had a no hitter on the season, if that's going to influence anything. But no, I have Gossman 25 to one preseason. Uh, I'm actually mad at myself for not betting Framber. I bet Framber the past couple of years. I bet Framber for wins leader, I believe this year, but not Cy Young. But no, on, on the war leaderboard, I'd go with Gossman. All right. Very good. Garrett Cole, you get a slightly better price if you look around. He's at minus 190 at um, at MGM. But it, to Zarillo's point, you might – would you encourage if you could get Cole – are you are you more so – is this a concern for Cole for the rest of the year? Meaning if he doesn't pitch well today, would you then come back on a number on Cole possibly? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If he gets yeah. shelled today and, it, you know, you get even money on him tomorrow or something, yeah, that would interest me for sure. Okay. I just don't think he should be minus 200 at this point based on yeah. – you know, the underlying indicators and how he compares to everybody else. These guys are basically all the same. Uh, there's not there's not a substantial difference between any of them, really. Um, it just comes down to who pitches the best the rest of the way. So based on, you know, the fact that Gaussman is going to end up leading the AL in strikeouts and leading the AL in pitching war at the end of the year, I think that's that's probably right bet to make. Okay. Blue Jays are uh, playing well, too. They had a really big weekend in yeah. Boston because they care and they, they're invested in winning important baseball feels like Cole chokes away the Cy Young every year too. So (laughs) it's like when he allows the home run in the sixth or seventh inning, he Um, still hasn't got one. So still waiting for his first side keeps finishing second. All right. Well, as Zarillo mentioned, it's important to follow these guys in the app, not just day of, but night before. And then of course, his first pitches approach for several games today. If BJ has some guts, maybe he'll come in on some of those, Big underdogs. Later Still on. searching. Still searching. Soul searching or searching, searching? Searching for guts is what I'm All right. Hearing. Go to the sit bench. on his bench and think about the, the bigger. Yeah. Dogs. It's going to be a beautiful day here in Iowa. I might go sit on the bench and just think about it. Love it. Okay. Sean Zarillo, BJ Cunningham in the action app all the time. Betting baseball. Go find them today at some point when they find guts. I'm your host, Brendan Glasheen. We are back tomorrow. I think it's Zarillo. And DeBundo for Dinger yeah. Tuesday. So DeBundo will stop by. Hopefully he's not all tennised out and soccered out, BJ. Hopefully we get a sharp DeBundo tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks to David Payne, our audio producer today. You all have a great Monday. Payoff pitch returns tomorrow. We are presented by BetMGM. You have a fantastic Monday, everybody. And we'll talk to you again on the podcast tomorrow. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.